It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky e. G.G., where that journey begins. Good evening, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. I'm your host, Chucky e. G., along with my... Oh, that's right. She's not here. Aww. Karen Frazier's not here this evening, but... In her place, the lovely Cheryl Knight will be joining me like the old days on In the Dark Radio. Yay! Oh my god, I'm so excited! What's up, Cheryl? How's it going? <laughs> Good, like the olden days. Mm-hmm, it's like the olden days. It's so funny, it wasn't even that long ago when it's, no, it it's wasn't. already the olden days. <laughs> it's like a month ago. <laughs> right, it's like a month ago, we're acting like it's like years and years ago. But yeah. you know what? Tonight, the, the show, folks, I call it Psychic Night, because that's what it is. It's Psychic Night. You have me, I'm a paranormal investigator and a psychic medium. And then we have the two lovely guests this evening. One is my mentor, Miss Nancy Laporta. She is a very dear friend, and she is like who kind of got me moving in this direction. Um, and, I, and I love her. And then I have, of course, my BFF from Canada, Kalina Smith. I'm so excited to have these two ladies on. What I'm going to do tonight, by the way, just so you understand, I'm going to, I have like a list of these questions, okay? Um, and I'm going to do is I'm going to pose each question to each lady and then let them answer because so, I'd like to see, you know, we're all like, as far as psychic mediums, and I can speak as one of them now, uh, we all are a, 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 the same a lot. And then in some instances, we are a little different. So I just want to see if there's any differences and what those differences might be. I think it'll be darn interesting. And by the way, uh, just so you know, I know that Rick's going to have June Lundgren on his show, uh, Common Sense Paranormal. And that lady is awesome. She's another one of my uh, teachers that helped me open myself all the way as far as my psychic abilities. And I love her. I just I didn't have her on the show tonight. And then, of course, Karen who's my co-host, also helps me quite a lot, um, especially when I'm getting all frustrated and stuff. She's like, calm down, Chuck. It's okay. It's all right, Chuck. You don't worry about it, baby. It's all good. So, you know, it's going to be cool. So I have, um, like I said, all these questions. So I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how this will transpire. Hopefully, I'll be able to control the ladies because, you know, I understand ladies, and there's really no controlling them. Okay, they might just take over the show and I might just have to sit in the back and, and let it happen. But it's going to be cool. So you guys stick with me. Um Let's see. So, oh, so Cheryl, is there anything new that you would like to chat about? I mean, now as far as like magazines or anything going on or I can just I can just chat about other things. I mean, but, you know, I just figured I'd ask. Uh, nothing really new to report. Okay. We have a okay. March Paranormal Underground magazine coming out probably in about a week or so. Mm-hmm. So I always recommend our listeners to go check out the magazine and give it a read. And do we do we have like are our writers all the same or has has things changed? Have we have got new writers or is it just all pretty much the same people? We do we 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 pretty much have um, a stable um, set of writers, but we also have new writers coming in as other mm-hmm. writers, you know, take on new projects and and go away and come back and all that stuff. So we have um, some relatively new writers writing about uh, magic and lore and. Yep, that's Winter Balefire. That's her new column. Well, it's been around for a few months, but it's a great column. Um, uh-huh. Crystal Vermes, and I'm hoping I pronounced her last name correctly, writes our Get Spooked column in which she just covers um, anything and everything, some interesting stuff uh, in the cool. paranormal world. And um, yeah, and then of course we have our regular columns that have been around for a while. And what I usually tell um, people who ask me that question is that we are always mm-hmm. open to new things. 
There you go, folks. And I like the way you said it. I'm sorry, but when you said a, a, a stable riders, I, I thought a stable of riders. Like, you know, we have a stable. We're all like, we're all like herded <laughs> into this little thing. Cheryl has us herded into the stable and then a, they allow a, us out the right. And, sorry, I, I said that wrong. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it was funny the way you said it. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting show. Um, and, and, I don't know. I'm just really excited about this. I, I'm hoping these questions aren't like too mundane because I have like some pretty basic questions. Okay. Um, but I wanted to keep it simple and kind of just go for the basic stuff so we could kind of share with people. Um, I know we have regular listeners and stuff, but I wanted to just see the basics to each different psychic to see how, how it diff- differentiates. Plus I could probably learn something cause I'm always learning, you know, the new stuff. I'm, I mean, I, I've done pretty good myself. I've been pretty proud. I've done some good, uh, remotes so far, which those are very, uh, they, for me, they just take a lot out of me. Um, but, uh, I've done some, uh, good reads for people. Like we just did an investigation and, um, it was a residence and I did some good reads there, which actually was really cool on the way it all fit in the place. And things are, kind of up and down there with those with the people right now it it was going good for a while now i guess they're having some ups and downs again but we're we're still trying to you know work all that out but it's funny because a lot of times it happens to me at work uh uh where i pick up on things and there's this girl that works there her name is nikki she's really cool and she's very open to what i do like versus some other people i'll i'll I try not to read people unless they allow me to, you know. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you're near someone and the vibes are just so strong. I have this one of my bosses. He stand next to me and and it's just so strong. It's like I have to say something, you know, because he always gives me crap anyway, so I don't care. So I go, you know, what is going on with you? Because you're like thinking this, this, and this, and then I and then I look in your, I, I feel and sense like in your head, which is kind of weird how you say that, but like a whirlwind, like a hurricane. And he looks at me and he goes, all right, dude, that was so dead on. You're keeping me out. Stop doing that. <laughs> so, he, so he went away. But the, but Nikki's really cool because I'll just like pick up on things and I go, is it okay, you know, if I say something like the other day? I said, you know, I really pick up. You're really, really happy. Uh, something about one of your uh, one of your children. And it's got to do with learning in school because I see like blocks flying around in my head, like school, you know, like you know, the ABC blocks and stuff. And I, I'm like, I, I just really am picking up on this. And you're really happy about it. I don't feel if the child's really happy about it but you are and something happened like recently within the last few days she goes oh yeah she goes she just went from uh preschool to kindergarten just happened the other she goes it just happened yesterday and i'm ecstatic about it my daughter's not too thrilled about it because you know she's got at least some friends behind she goes but yes that's exactly what's going on so it's kind of cool how that happens so um i like it i try not to do it at work though you know because i have to i should be focusing on my work and all but you know sometimes it just happens so all right so what we're gonna do now is um we're gonna do what we normally do but i just want to explain if if i sound like i go a little bit i had no printer ink tonight folks so i could not print out my news so i'm going from one computer to another so but i think i'll just make it flow beautifully anyways so okay cheryl whenever you're ready hit it when the world gets weird and things don't make any sense it's news of the strange and the odd that is correct, folks. News of the strange and the odd. Okay, so this first one I saw all over Facebook and everywhere, and Cheryl uh, sent me an email about this one. So I wanted to talk about this one because I thought it to be very uh, uplifting and inspiring because, you know, a lot of times we all hear the paranormal, it's always evil and demons and things flying around the air trying to kill you. And, um, you know, for me, it's like, you know, 
I think there's a lot of positive to the paranormal field, and we need to share more of that than and a little less of the other. Uh, let's, let's, let's at least even out the playing field, shall we? So we're going to go with this one. So the uh, title is Utah Baby Rescuers Lead to a Baby in the River from a Voice from Beyond. It was the mysterious voice that led the rescuers to the baby in the upside-down car in the river. All four Utah rescuers who were first on the scene heard the voice, but when it came from the remains of a, of, are a mystery today. Four policemen saved the baby from the upside-down car submerged in the river this weekend, and they all swear they heard a woman's voice calling for help. Uh, they be, the mystery began once the men reached the submerged car, and they found it, it's impossible for the voice to have come from the vehicle. The only other person in the car with the 18-month-old infant was the baby's mother, and she had been dead for hours when the rescuers arrived. The four police officers heard this as plain as day, and they have compared stories, and not one of them is doubting what they heard. They heard a woman from inside the car saying, help me, help me, reports the uh, news report, uh, March 9th. One of the officers even asked the woman's voice, uh, answered the woman's voice saying, we're trying, we're trying to get the best here, hang in there. Okay, so four Utah policemen answered a call. Uh, answered a call from a man who was fishing in the river and spotted the wreck. When the, when they arrived, each one heard the cry and, and moved forward. No one inside the car, of course, was able to speak, as we just talked about. Um, so what's going on with the baby now? The baby Lily was strapped in her car seat upside down as a rushing river was water was passing through the car. The car seat kept her head just an inch or two above the water. Uh, so Lily, Lily right now is in critical but stable condition in the hospital today. So... I thought that that was amazing, to be honest with you, that um, the voice, which I, I, from what I, what I feel from the story, was the presence of the mom trying to help her child. Uh, I, I just find that to be really amazing because, I mean, it's so, it's so positive that from beyond, you know, it's not always about some cryptic message or some... Uh, you know, something, like I said, scary or evil, that sometimes the good comes through to right or wrong or something that's not supposed to transpire. I think, you know, all things are, are done for a reason. So that was the reason. So would you agree to that, Cheryl? Or what do you think about this? What do you think about that story? Yeah, definitely. I I agree with you. I, I think that um, it was the voice of the mother or possibly some other spirit um, reaching out to help the baby. Um, I don't know if the baby was old enough to talk. I mean, some some kids can talk, say a few words at that age, but not mm -hmm. not a, not a, not a lot. But um, I'd like to know if if the baby could, you know, what if they could speak. But it, I just don't think it was a it was a baby's voice or a toddler's voice because of the um, the officials present said that it sounded like the voice of a woman. So well, yeah, you got police officers; they're pretty observant, and um, you know, because they said they had there was a, a fisherman too. So, but. You know, I mean, there's a difference between, of course, a man's voice, a baby, right. and a woman, you know what I mean? So I, I really right. feel that um, there were, and it was interesting, there were four different guys, but all their accounts were the same. They heard the mm -hmm. same thing. Uh, uh, even one even tried to answer back to the woman. Uh, you know, I mean, I think this got a lot of validity to it. So I agree. Uh, my, I agree. My, my second one is called Shackleton's Guardian Angel. We have this theme going on here right now. Um uh, this was kind of inter interesting because, you know, we all kind of, at least most of us, I think, 
feel that sometimes there's a presence around us that that's not there. You know, uh, the feeling of an unseen presence during life-threatening situations is not uncommon at all. Uh, the tale of Ernest Shackleton's doomed Antarctica expedition and his subsequent trek across the freezing wilds in an effort to find help for his stranded crew is well known. But what isn't as well known is the fact that he and two other men who were with him encountered the uncanny feeling of a presence accompanying them as they trekked across the mountain. Uh, they later described it as like having a fourth man along, an invisible companion who joined them on the trip. The presence seemed to stay with the men until they were until they reached the whaling station, at which point it disappeared. Disturbed by the experience, Shackleton later vowed never to speak of it again. Despite the unusual nature of what the men described, the feeling of presence is actually not unusual during surf, you know, certain life-threatening situations. Um, there's an author, John Geiger, recently wrote about the phenomena, which he refers to as the third man. In a new book detailing dozens of similar experiences from people who have found themselves alone in the wilds or even in severe danger. Um, while many dismiss the phenomena as hallucinatory, defense mechanism, uh, sleep paralysis, all the other blah, blah, blah stuff, um, it's possible the same feeling Shackleton and his men... Hang on here. I'm sorry. I have to move this. Experience could also account for the tales of guardian angels, spirits, and other paranormal princesses reported over the centuries. I I think that uh, whether it's an angel or, you know, to me, it could have been their spirit guides watching out for them or guardians, you know, which we'll get into that with Nancy and, and Clean in a while. Um, do, you, do you have the same thought process on that, Cheryl, or do you have a different thought process on that? I'm not sure. I mean, I like to think that um, our guardians are around a lot um, and that, you know, it, that's definitely a possibility. Um, I feel like that I've had those experiences a few times myself um, where you just seem to know that's what's going on, even though you don't know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I do agree with you that with that, with that, um, with that possibility. And, um, I think it's really interesting because I, I, I feel like as, as the paranormal or spiritual is being more widely accepted that the more that these experiences are going to be happen that are going to happen, not be ignored. I mean, just look at the last mm -hmm. story you were talking about. I mean, would, yeah. would policemen or rescue officials really talk about what happened, you know, hearing the voice and not being able to explain it in the past. I mean, even a few years ago, I, I think that they wouldn't even talk about it. And right. now they're saying, Hey, this, this, this thing happened that we can't explain. And mm -hmm. you know, it's not just being ignored. So, right. And I, and it's interesting, partly what you said, because, you know, like, like I've heard a lot lately is like, oh, these, these experiences, these, like, da, 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 da. <laughs> these experiences yeah. are happening more often. I don't think they're happening more often. I just think they're being talked about more. I think they're being accepted more and being put into the forefront of things more. That's exactly right. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I think they've always been happening. It's just, you know, at first, you know, of course, medieval times were like, yeah, whatever, crazy night guys and stuff, you know. <laughs> and then, you know, and then we moved to now and then, you know, for a while, it's like, oh, we're too modern, man. That can't possibly be happening because, you know, we know everything. We're human beings, you know, of course. And then now we're getting to we're more uh, we're trying to at least some people are trying to change the planet to be better and, and, and to change ourselves to be better. And I think that's all part of how this is all connected. So. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the last story I have real quick is Thomas Edison planned to build a spirit phone. I know a long time he tried to do this. Um, one of Tom Edison's uh, little known ambitions was to build a device to hear voices from the dead. Uh, Amer- the American who developed the phonograph was also cited inaccurately as being the first to come up with the light bulb. Wanted to create a sort of spirit phone that recorded the uttered of departed souls, sort of like, you know, spirit boxes and stuff we have now. Uh, strangely, though, his accounts of dabbling in what today would be considered the occult were expunged in subsequent English-language editions of the book. Some in America thought the idea was maybe a hoax or a joke by Edison as no, as no design for a spirit phone has ever been uncovered. But in France, the 1949 French translation of the inventor's original diary was preserved intact with the missing final chapter. French readers from Thursday will be able to rediscover Edison's unusual quest in the book titled The Kingdom of the Afterlife that republishes the text. It may not be as conceived uh, as he conceived it, but in a way, the book channels Edison's words from beyond the grave. The work is presented with a commentary by a French radio presenter and a trained philosopher who says, This little-known episode in the history of taking machines was of special interest to me as I am a radio man. Uh, The chapter shows Edison tried in the late 1870s to find a basis for his spirit phone invented by amplifying the sound from his phonographs, the precursor of gramophones and record players. He even made a pack with an engineer working with him, William Walter Dinwiddle. <laughs> That's funny. Dinwiddie. Uh, that the first who died would try to send a message to uh, the survivor from beyond. Edison believed not only that ghosts exist, but they also are very talkative. See, now I, I found that really interesting because there's always been this, there's been movies about it and all this kind of stuff where, um, you know, did he really, you know, was it just like they said, was it just a hoax and a bunch of people going, yeah, you know, Edison, because he's such a great inventor, blah, 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 blah. Uh, now, this is for all the people that I rule the paranormal and spirits and ghosts and such. Okay, you got a guy who is extremely intelligent, uh, an inventor of many things that we use to this day, and he, even he was looking into the spiritual end of things as well, even though he was, I mean, in many ways, very scientific in what he was doing. So I find that fascinating that even though you can be scientific, folks, you can still have the spiritual side to you. Because I find a lot of times, and this is not all the time, and this is only my opinion, that sometimes people who are scientific want to uh, dismiss the other side uh, and not even look at it at all because they can't find any scientific basis in it. Now, I understand that's their thought process, but don't they ever just like sit down as a person and say, you know, wh- why am I having a bad day or why do I feel this way or, you know, I, I lost a loved one and now I feel they're near me. I mean, doesn't it ever happen? Don't th- doesn't it ever cross their mind? I find that uh, fascinating that, you know, that it has to happen with them, you know, just the same as people who are spiritual, like myself. Um, I, I do look at the scientific world and I respect it and, um, what they find and stuff. Now I know a hundred percent we can't, we can't go a hundred percent on everything scientific because, okay, look, we're human beings. We're not perfect. Uh, so how can everything we're doing be exactly right and perfect? I think there are gaps, which, uh, sometimes are overlooked that can be more to it. Like say, for instance, I don't know the paranormal field, you know, something like that. Uh, what are your feelings on such said statements, Cheryl? (laughs) Wow. There's a lot of said statements there. Um, (laughs) yeah, I think that, that, that these questions, these, these experiences happen and cross, cross everyone's mind at some point, most people's minds. But I think a lot of the, um, you know, 
uh, ignoring it or putting it out of your mind happens due to mm -hmm. maybe fear, um, fear of something, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, in, a, in a lot of, I think a lot of um, people, maybe not a lot, but some people just can't, um, I don't know how, how to phrase this, just, just can't fathom or even put it into the thought process some of these things that are outside of the ex explained and um, mm -hmm. and um, I think that's sad but uh, I think that sometimes things happen where it just takes one thing and then that mm -hmm. type of uh, person will turn around and go the other way and, and, yeah. and open up and other people will just continue mm -hmm. to ignore and deny and not even right. look into the possibilities which is sad <laughs> yeah and i'm not saying that all like you know brie, brie yeah. was saying in chat i'm a science minded but I, i'm looking mm -hmm. for answers and I, and I think that there are a lot of people like that too mm -hmm. that 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 wasn't you know really what i was trying to get across what i was trying to get across was um you know the people who are just so on that one and they don't want to take the time to look at the other end you know i think right. from both aspects we need to we need to Re rethink and relook at things because things are a change in folks. We got quantum physics. There's so much changing, you know. Yeah, and new uh, things happen every day. New, new possibilities open up every day. So mm -hmm. you can't just get stuck in one thought process. That's you know that you that you learn in a textbook. You have to mm -hmm. keep learning and keep exploring and and just keep going. Sure. I saw there's a question in chat already. Dan said, have you ever done an EVP in your own home? I don't know if that question was for me, but uh, uh, yes, I, I have done EVPs in my own home. I've Because I, uh, I looked into uh, who owned my home in the, for all the way from the 1800s because we have a lot of spirit activity here, uh, especially they love to drive my son crazy. Um, so we need to, I wanted to try to find out what was going on, and we were getting EVPs of a man named John, and then I find out that the the land was owned in the 1800s by, by a man named John Wormley, and he fits the description of what my son was uh, saying he looked like. Um, so it all kind of fell together, and yeah, he's still around here every once in a while. He kind of like just will move by or you'll see a shadow of him going by and stuff. But I think it's just he just feels comfortable here as well as the little boy ghost, uh, which we call Josh, um, that likes to just hang out, especially around my son or my daughter because they're younger, you know. But he'll come in here in my room, like sometimes when we're doing shows, and you'll see the lights kind of like flicker on and off. Mm -hmm. Whereas you can see they stay bright the whole time. It's only when I've, I'll feel something's coming in the room and then you'll see the lights go Karen see them too so um yeah I, I do that here I think that's I think that's really cool that um oh, <laughs> and Chaz says Matilda with a question mark <laughs> mm. yes Matilda's in my room also she's an awesome little doll from Britain um this the spirit of her is there occasionally and like when we're doing EVPs or uh I like to use the Echo Vox I find that to be a fascinating new app and I got the SCD one which is a new app too um Sometimes, yeah, they, she'll come through, or the the spirit of said her will come through. So it's it's very interesting. So, cool. but anyways, I'm excited to talk to the two ladies. It's enough about me talking and on my hot air. It's time to go to break, and then what we're going to do is we're going to come back. We're going to bring the ladies on. We're going to let them do all the talking, and trust me, they're going to do all the talking. So right now, you are listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. I'm your host, Chucky G. This is the Hazy Radio Network. We shall be right back. Hey, 
everyone, it's me, Chucky G, and I'm here with Karen Frazier. We'd like to invite you to join us on Hazy Radio every Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern for Paranormal Underground Radio. In the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G. We'll be exploring the paranormal and featuring the latest in spiritual and metaphysical topics, as well as interviewing intriguing guests. So please join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours of exciting paranormal radio on hazyradio.com. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at AuthorKarenFraser.com. Are you looking for a show that puts the paranormal in a different light? A show that shoots straight from the hip? A show where the knowledge of paranormal is number one? Then join Rick Hale, former co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, for his new show, Common Sense Paranormal, where paranormal street talk is what it's all about. Every Thursday night from 9 to 10 Eastern, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line... There are a million places you'd never consider texting. So why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, asking you to please stop the text. And together, we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org. Hey, Doug, what you doing? I'm celebrating the new time slot for Periscope Uncensored. That's right. We're moving to 9-8 Central starting April 3rd. Yep. And with a party this big, we have to invite all of the Hazy Radio listeners. Uh, what was that? Oh, God, I think I partied a little too hard. Oh, Doug. Catch Periscope Uncensored Friday nights at 9-8 Central. Only on the Hazy Radio Network.
Hi, this is Brian Larkin. You are listening to Chucky e. G and Karen Frazier, a paranormal underground radio in the dark on the Hey Z Radio Network. The hostesses with the most ghostesses. Yeah. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. We are back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. I'm your host, Chucky G, without my co-host, Karen, which is kind of saddening. But it's okay, because she's doing other things. But I have some lovely ladies on this evening. I have my wonderful dear friend and mentor, Nancy Laporta, also along with my BFF and another psychic medium by the name of Kalina Smith. Hello, ladies. How are you this evening? We are fine. You're fine? Are you fine, Cal? Thank you for having us on. I am. Thank you. Good. All right. Good. Thank you for having so, us. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure all the way. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna whip out some questions, um, and then I'll just pose them to each one of you because I want to I want to kind of show, um, you know, that we're all, you know, all of us here are psychics, and though a lot of what I find with psychics is the same, there are sometimes differences, and I find that interesting. So I, this is why I want to kind of go do it this way to see uh, how it works. So here's what we're going to do. So the, the first question is very, very basic, and I'll, and I'll start with Nancy first. But can you explain, at least from your aspect, what the difference between a psychic and a medium is? I figured you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for me, there is actually no difference. Uh, some people say that a psychic is somebody that um, does not con- con- connect with um, loved ones or speak to lo- loved ones while a medium is. Um, we all are psychic. We all have the ability to uh, use all our six senses. Um, okay. But like I said, the main the main one for many people is that mediums can talk to spirits while psychics can. Okay. And, I don't agree and, with that. Okay. And what, uh, Cal? What, what you, are you the, the, do you have the same uh, thought process on that, or is it any different? Yeah, uh, pretty much, pretty much the same. It's my understanding is that a lot of uh, clients will think that medium is very like has a, it's almost like a specialty with the spirit world, where psychics okay. kind of cover everything okay. and uh, including spirit world and also guardians and other realms. Okay, all right. Now, so uh, since I'm with you, Cal, right now, let me ask this: How did you discover your gifts? And do you do you have to work at it, or is it something that just comes to you now? I mean, it, it, even at first, did you have to work at it first, and now it comes to you, or you know? No, I I remember speaking. I work a lot with the guardians, and guardians are angels, guardian uh, fairies, guides. They're the ones that come to me. And I remember being in my crib. Uh, one of my first memories was seeing the guardians. And I remember my first question to them was, "Why can't I remember before this moment?" And the second question had to do with Sesame Street about something with the Muppets. But mm-hmm. the Guardians have always been there. And I didn't know it was anything different until I was in grade 7. Mm-hmm. I was at a dance. And uh, what happened was there was two Guardians that were clearing energy over a group of girls in the corner. And I turned to my new friend and I was just kind of like, why are they clearing that energy? And she looked at me like I had three heads, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and that, <laughs> and that was the moment I recognized that, oh, you don't see them. Because they were so vivid, I thought everyone saw them. And mm-hmm. I was surprised that no one was really reacting to it. Um, and uh, so that was sort of the moment I recognized that, okay, not everyone 
Um, and, and I don't feel like it's not that everyone can't see. I just feel like that we're, I, I have a big thing about how society programs us to go against our intuition, like we're to be mm-hmm. logical, and that's right. not how intuition works. So that's why I kind of think that um, everyone everyone is, like exactly what Nancy just said, everyone is psychic, but we have to remember more of who we are. Mm-hmm. So how would you answer that question, uh, Nancy, as far as how did you discover your gifts, and did you have to work at it, or was, did it come natural as well? Well, for me, it's somewhat similar to Colleen, which is I was about five years old, and that's when I recall my first real you know, spiritual experience. Uh, when, you know, I have four brothers who are still alive and a fifth one who passed and he decided to come. Oh, we hear all that noise. I can't. Oh, there we go. Thanks, Cheryl. We have extra friends. Um, and he decided to come and show me the other side. And that was my very first time in stepping over the veil and, you know, and in, in seeing the spiritual world. Um... Okay, let's, can we yeah can we pause for a second? Is there a way that um, Nancy, you're on Skype, right? Yes. Okay. Is there a way we could maybe call her back on a phone, Cheryl, to see if maybe that'll fix? Because I think it's coming from Nancy, not from Cal. Yeah. Do you have anything First on um, Nancy in the background? Any um, nope, audio, nothing. video? Because when nope. you, it seems like when you talk, it gets really loud. It's some mm-hmm. type of interference. Don't have in the background. Okay. And you're not in a chat room with the. Ch- I I, just, I can't place what that noise is, but it's interference coming on the line. Um, if you want me to call you on an alternate number, because it's we can't make out a lot of what you're saying, so we should okay. kind of try and get you on the line. Yeah, I'll, I'll type in Nancy's phone number for you for okay. real quick. So. Okay. Okay. So we'll get Nancy back on the line. Okay. So Nancy's gonna go away for a minute. Are you still there, Cal? I'm right here. Uh, I figured. I figured maybe it's just like all the psychic energy, you know. I don't know. I suppose that's entirely possible too. So, okay. okay well, there, a lot yeah. of times, if I use. This so what you say. A lot of times, yeah. what? Oh, a lot of times, if I do reading through Skype. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so after, let's just keep talking for a second. We get Nancy. Um, you said that you, you just you just assumed everybody could see the energy and the guardians like like you did. Um, so, yeah. Did you ever run into anybody else like like you said that they they you know of course when you told the, the you mentioned it to the, the the your friends and they're like what are you talking about? D- did you at some point uh, during your younger life run into someone who could like you and then found kind of like a common a commonality or no or has it always been kind of like well. It, well, for me, growing up, being a little girl, I used to see the guardians interact with the other kids. So I just thought okay. the other children were talking to them. So okay. it was just because the guardians that were around me, we would have conversation, and I just thought mm-hmm. that they were doing the same thing. Okay. That's interesting. So um, well, I'm going to go to the next question with you while we're waiting for Nancy. All right, so this is an interesting question too because i i know how it comes to me so how does the information you receive come to you i mean are, are there different That's facets you know are there different facets or you know is it just a one certain way all the time 
Well, for me, it depends on the client because what will happen for me is the guardians and the universe will present information how that client is comfortable receiving. So not everyone's comfortable seeing, not everyone's comfortable seeing a guardian or a loved one in spirit. Um, A lot of people are actually very comfortable with memories or like using, for example, food cravings. So if you have a loved one in spirit, You may have a grandmother who used to bake a lot of bread, and that's a very positive memory for my client. So Mm -hmm. that spirit may make me smell or taste baking bread. Mm -hmm. And then I know that, okay, this is a memory for that client because they know that. And and they'll know, too. Mm -hmm. Well, why do you think that? Well, but that's interesting. Hi, Hi, Nance. Um, Really quick, why do you think, Cal, that that is that some people don't want to see a loved one. I find it kind of odd. You know, you think if, you know, like if your wife passed away or your grandma or grandpa, I would think you'd want to see them. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and that, that's a really, that's how I would see it too. But there's a lot that um, clients are very scared to, to see. There's a lot of clients out there that do want to see, but there's a lot that have a lot of fear with that. And I think my personal two cents on it is how maybe Hollywood presents it. Like they're, that's their expectation of what would happen. Mm-hmm. And I think they get caught up in that instead of seeing it through spirit. Okay. All right. So, Nancy, what we were talking about was uh, when I had asked you before uh, we got all the crazy noise and everything was um, how did you discover your gifts? And you know, did you have to work at it? Uh, no. I did not have to work at it as if it, uh, mainly because um, I was born with a gift, just like most of us are. Um, and, uh, I, like I said, my first experience was to, I received a visitation from uh, one of my brother who has been, who was passed on and, uh, he decided to show me what the other side looks like. So, you know, okay. going to, to the other side, to the other, to the veil. And, uh, from there it just became normal. It was like, with Kel, is like, you know, the spirits are my friends and I see them, I hear them. Um, you know, we, I live in that world as well as I live in this one. Um, but, you know, I know that there's many people who, um, discover their ability later on in life, just like you did. Okay. And, and how, and how does the information for you, how does the information you receive, how, how, how does it come to you? Uh, all my senses, I, I use, you know, all of them, of the senses. I mean, I can hear, I can feel, I can smell, I can taste, um, you know, it's like I, I, all my senses in the, on this side work on the other side as well. Okay. And for me, it's a direction, it, it, um, I'm trying to understand what you want to understand, you know, what you're asking. And I feel like for me, it's like, uh, spirit is just like me talking to you. That's how I talk to spirit. That's how spirit comes to me. Um, you know, there is no nothing different. This is natural for me. There's, there's okay. nothing different than that. And 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 like for me, um, does it like will it will it? I suppose I'm assuming it'll get stronger because right now there's just certain things uh, that uh, you know, like I don't pick up as strongly as other people do. Um, so I mean, will it eventually? Do I? I mean, I'm assuming I have to work at it for it to to do that. Oh, the one thing that you have done that many people refuse to do is you have chosen to allow it and to open up. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. It becomes uh-huh. second nature. You know, it, you, you know, you will not need to necessarily sit there and have to do a meditation or a cleansing or you know, a ritual before, you know, you can, you know, sense or feel or hear or see. Uh-huh. 
Um, you know, when you first start, you know, when I teach, you know, people to open up their intuition, the very first step is to trust. You know, you trust and you, your first gut feeling, your first sense, whatever it is that, you, you know, you, that works for you is what mm -hmm. you continue to open up. Gotcha. Um, okay. Sorry, there's an echo, so it's like I can't okay. hear. <laughs> yeah, hey, we're going to do Cal's. We're going to call you back the same way we did Nancy to see if it'll we'll get rid of that noise. Is that okay with you? Okay. Okay, all right, we'll call you back. All right, so Nancy, we're going to keep okay. chatting while um, uh, Cheryl tries to bring her back up just to make sure, um, you know, we're trying to find out where that noise is coming from. It's just all the energy, I'm telling you. Well, um, I know we have extra energy going on, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, because I find sometimes with um, – when I pick up stuff, it's like, it's interesting because it's like when I'm not looking for it. I don't, know if, I don't know if I'll explain this correctly, but when I'm not looking for it, if I'm just relaxed and I'm, I, I like, I come into work and I'm doing my thing and I see people for like the first time in the morning and I walk past someone and all of a sudden I just get this overwhelming, whatever, uh, message, whatever you want to call it, uh, versus when I'm trying really hard to center on it, you know, it seems to not work quite as well you know what i mean there's like a i feel there's kind of like a uh, somewhere in between that you have to go with to uh does that make sense it, it, it does make sense to it does um and it's like even for me it's like i said you know when i sit with someone to do a session you know many times i go okay what am i supposed to say to them today you know it's like i'm i'm trying to understand um, you know, I'm trying to focus on them, and as soon as I let go, you know, it's as soon as I get the mind out and I just go with my gut, like the intuition, then the messages become more clear and more vibrant. So you just have to fine-tune. You know, you have to look at yourself as that little radio that is trying to, you know, the old-fashioned radio where you turn the knob until you were able to put it on the right radio station and you got the message correctly. Mm hmm okay it's yeah, just, that, you know it's a matter of fine-tuning between you and spirit world yeah that's we still um that that makes a lot of sense totally now now let's let's keep moving with the spirit guys we're still trying to do um uh deal with uh cal real quick she's still having some of the sound issues but all right so question for people who yeah. don't know what are this is kind of like a three-part question um what are spirit guides uh, what's what are their purpose, and do we have more than one? Uh, let's go one step at a time. Uh, we all have spirit guides, and you know some people, um, you know, go through the you know, is it your loved one? He's a um, a guardian angel because you know some people, I, as you know me, I take religion out of the work we do. I I go into spirituality before religion. But some people believe that a, a, a guide is a guardian angel. They are a little bit different. Um, when I break it down is there's us first, there's our vibration, then there's the vibration of a loved one. The vibration of a loved one is a vibration that we can recognize because it's very much like our own. Mm -hmm. um, then from there, we will go into our guides. Our guides many times are people, someone that has lived into this world, has passed on, but it does not necessarily belong to you. Okay. And that spirit has chosen or has been chosen to guide someone on their pathway. Mm -hmm. um, there are multiple guides, and, you know, like I have, the one I have, 
His name is Chaka, and he's been with me since I was five years old. He's my okay. main guide. Okay. Um, but then throughout my life and throughout experiences, I've had others step in for different reasons. You know, so you will have, like I have Marie Antoinette, who will come and help me to organize my life and my schedules and such. And then there's really? a creative one. So they okay. all come, you know, depending on what you need. Mm-hmm. And then now- from there... You will have your angels, archangels, and, you know, um, for Kel, she calls them the guardian, but her Mm -hmm. guardian are somewhat, you know, similar to the guide, um, but they're also there to protect her and guide her and show her, and they open the gateways. Mm -hmm. Now, Cal, Cal, you're back with me, right? You're here now? I'm here. Oh, there you are. Yeah, I can hear you fine now. Um, so, uh, so the question that I had posed to Nancy and I, uh, and I'm sure you heard some of it is, uh, it was kind of a three part question is, what are spirit guides to you? Uh, what is their purpose? And do we have many? Okay. Um, uh, guides, uh, to me are guardians. Uh, guardians are, they are protectors, teachers. They remind us of who we really are. And they choose to show themselves in a way, again, that according to our life path, what we're doing, that's how they're going to show themselves. Because there's some souls out there that are way more comfortable with the animal kingdom. There's some souls out there that are way more comfortable with the plant kingdom. Um, So that's how they'll present. So an example of that will be um, if you have someone that loves dogs, uh, they may, well, number one, they may, trying to think how to word this, if they love dogs, a dog may appear to them when it's their time to, when the guardians are trying to reassure them. It may become through a dream or everywhere they go, they see people watching dogs, anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was the second part question? Uh, uh, well, you know, well, like, you know, basically as far as spirit guys, what's their purpose? And, and, and then, of course, the other part was, you know, do we have lots of them or is it just one, which I, I kind of know the answer to that, but I just want to curious to hear what you had to say about it. Well, the, their their role is, number one, never to do the work for us. And okay. the, the big thing with guardians is they cannot intervene or come to us until we give permission. So we have to ask for help. They can't okay. just jump into it. Like, And that, um, that excludes, like, life or death situations that will jump, uh, jump in there. But mm-hmm. if we're looking for a guidance for a life, because we're here for lessons, so they're not here to do the work for us. They will give us guidance, and it's up to us. And it's also to the guardians, like, they may give a dream of a possible outcome or a possible uh, job opportunity or something like that, but mm-hmm. they're not guaranteeing it. They're just saying, no, this is an opportunity if you choose to follow this path. Okay. Um, and w- to the third question, do we have many? Uh, we There's a lot of different guardians. Like, I've seen guardians around different seekers where they present themselves as dragons, as stars, just as light, just as colors. Uh, mm-hmm. animals like that so there's billions of different types of guardians okay now now i'll ask nancy this and then back to you uh, do we share guides do we share guardians in other words can they go move from me to someone else and back and forth or are they kind of all key to one person um mine have been mine since i have you know since they've been to me but would they are they i'm going to Turn it and run a person in a different way. Do they stay with me all the time? The answer is no. You know, one okay. will come forward in, you know, depending on my, on the needs of my life and then we'll step back and then we'll come back. Um, I have never, um, heard of my guide, um, or guardians to be someone else's as well. <clears throat> and what do you think about that, Cal? Do you, what's your feeling on that? 
Well, I've actually seen um, one, uh, a couple of clients where, and they're really close friends, where that guardian will interact between both, even though, and they were physically apart. So I have seen guardians before where they'll pass along messages between one and another. I I found it interesting when Nancy was saying something like, um, because it seems like they're not, they're not all like family members or friends or i mean there there's ones that we people that we don't even know that 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 step in to help us we, we, uh, i'll go to cal first do you feel that that's true yes i do because um okay. guardians are because it's not just this world like if it's loved ones but it can also be past life like you can have a past life mother figure come forward right. and she has no connection to this life um and you can have uh like you even though, like, and sometimes to strangers, like, even if it happens today, like, if you could be a complete stranger and pass along a message to someone that you don't know. Like, you're just acting out a role, and the guardians are in the same boat. Like, they can do the same thing. Okay. All right. Cool. And uh, Nancy? I agree. Like, that's what I just said. You know, I agree with Cal. Like I said, they are, uh, you can look at a guide, um, you know, and it, it goes deeper than that. But um, a, a guard, you know, a guardian or a guide, they come to help you and to teach you and to open new ways. Um, you know, they're like your spiritual mentor in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we were, we were talking, there's a, a, a I'll, I'll, I'll just stick with me for a second, Nancy, and we'll move the cow real quick. And then after this one, we're going to take a little quick break. But since most people are psychic in some way, uh, what could someone do to develop their abilities? I mean, and, and do you kind of think that everybody has the, the stronger abilities, or do you think some are just intuitive and sensitive, and, and some are, you know, like in, in different levels kind of a thing, I guess? Um, as I said to you, and it's a belief of mine, and it's not the only, I'm not the only one. Many um, other, you know, um, medium psychics have had even Edgar Casey. We all are born with six senses. We are not born with five. Um, like Kel said earlier, society has proga- programmed us uh, to only utilize the five senses. And some, you know, the other, the sixth one will pretty much sit dormant until either there is a a trauma in your life or, um, you know, there's something that brings it to surface. And at that point, um, sometimes it's just as simple as questioning or uh, like I did with you, you know, going to an investigation and someone else seeing your ability and say, come on, take a look, open up, open your mind. And then the more you become open and the more you become aware, the more your senses will go. Uh, many people go, I'm not psychic. Uh, when I teach, um, I usually, you know, ask a person, you know, have you ever had experience where you uh, are introduced to someone for the very first time, never mm-hmm. seen this person in your entire life, and sometimes you feel like you already know this person, but then you go ahead and shake their hand or, you know, you're sitting next to them, and you just know, you know, there's this big gut feeling that says it's a good person or it's not a good person or she's having a good day or not a bad day, you know, and you just, it's a knowing, uh, the knowing is the beginning of your sixth sense. And then okay. from there is like, you know, and then to, um, you know, the other side, the other coin of your question is, uh, we have clairvoyance, clairaudience, and, you know, every, you know, all the different, uh, ways. Some people may be able to see more than others, or, you know, their perception will be much stronger than their the ability to hear. <clears throat> Other people will be able to 
smell or feel, you know, so, you know, being more empathic than clairaudient or clairvoyant. It doesn't mean that they are better or worse. It just means that one sense is stronger than others. You know, you can see a chef can smell a food and know that it's good or taste the food and know that it's good, you know, while somebody else has to touch it and feel it. So it's just it's perceiving is a little different, but it doesn't make you better or worse. Okay. And what do you think about that, Cal? Um, I, I 100% agree with Nancy. Uh, one thing that I think would be good for listeners or anyone that is just starting their psychic path is to start with what you're comfortable with. And I find a lot of my beginner students, I usually recommend dreams because most people are comfortable in dream worlds because you can get very easy information and it's an easy way for the guardians or the universe to speak to you. And what mm-hmm. you can do is you can say to your guardian, so I recommend doing this when you're half awake, half asleep, take a deep breath and ask your guardians, okay, I'm struggling with my career or I'm struggling with my partner or whatever is going on, and take a deep breath and ask for a dream on that situation. And okay. then when you wake up, that will be the message from the guardian or whatever okay. dream you had. Now, okay. if you don't have a dream, it just means it's not time to know. It's not that the guardians are ignoring you. It just means mm-hmm. it's not time to know. Or you okay. have work to do. Okay. All right. So what we're going to do now, I want to do really quick. I want to, I want to, there's a question from Bob, but I want to take break first real quick. And when we come back, we're going to hit up. we're going to hit up that question. Uh, just so you know, that song we heard at break was one, two, three piano by Green D. John. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with Nancy and Cal on the Hazy Radio Network. I'm your host, Chucky G. We shall be right back. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at Paranormal UG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. Life in the Universe with Madeline Rudy. Discussing paranormal happenings in everyday life with psychics, healers, and intuitives from all over the world. Call in to receive healing energy and balancing. Learn how to create the most fulfilling life possible from healers, intuitives, and life coaches to help you move along your path in life. That's Life in the Universe every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network. You are a waste, a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. This is Kristen from the Enlightened Circle. Join us Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, where we'll feature great guests, enlightening information, and spiritual healing. If you have questions about or for the universe, the Enlightened Circle is where you want to be. Tuesdays at 10, only on the Hazy Radio Network. 
Radio listeners. Do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Ahrens every Sunday night for Animazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Hello, this is Patty Valdez with South Sound Paranormal Research, and you're listening to Chucky G and Karen Frazier on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on the Hazy Radio Network. Hello, this is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. I'm your host, Chucky G. I have Nancy Laporta and Cal Smith on me with me right now. Uh, we're doing some cool psychic questions. Um, before I get back to my questions, I would like to... There's one from Bob in chat I want to hit. And then there was one that, cool one that Cheryl gave me. We're going to ask that one, too. So um, The first question was from Bob. And I found this kind of interesting. Um, and I'll start with you, Cal, this time. Um, can a loved one who has passed away take over as a guardian? Would the current guardian refuse? I found that to be an That's interesting That's a really question. good question. Um, I've actually seen loved ones, uh, when they cross, they've taken on their, according to what was presented to me, their original form as a guardian, because guardians mm-hmm. can come into this world as human forms, depending on what lessons or missions they have to do. Okay. Um, the, the guardians, um, there, there's no, like, there's really, from my understanding, there's no really, like, there's no territory. Like, they're not going to be like, no, don't help this big person. Um, they can come forward. I've seen that mm-hmm. before. I've seen, like, when I have clients or students that come forward, I would, I can see maybe three or four different guardians at one time. I do see other guardians come and go according to what lesson or what path they are in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I do see there, there is a difference. Like you do have, um, most people have lifelong guardians, and I've seen on average between two and three per person, but I have seen different ones come and go. Okay, and what do you think about that, Nancy? Do you agree to that, or is uh, there a different thought process to that? Repeat the question a little bit, because sure. I've, um, Yeah, Bob was asking, um, you know, can a loved one who has passed away take over as a guardian? Would the current guardian refuse and not allow that person to come in as one? The guardians cannot prevent the communication in between uh, spirits and us. The guardian is there to help you and to open pathways. Um, it's it's like you know if they, unless it's there to protect you, then you know again your guide, your spirit, you know will let you know. But I've never I've never been attacked or you know felt, felt threatened you know by a loved one, either either mine or a client. Um, and you know can they substitute? Can a loved one become a guardian? Um, Technically, no, because the guardian or the the guide has always been someone that you have never crossed path in this lifetime. Okay. Now, this is one that Cheryl gave me um, uh, the other day, and I found this interesting. So since I'm with you, Nancy, we'll start there first. It's kind of a long one. So here, here's how it goes. There are a few psychics who are saying that a new Christian god slash goddess has been created in 2015. What do you, what do the psychics and tarot card readers think about this metaphysical scientific issue? Or do you even, have you even heard about this? 
I have not heard about that. There is a strong belief in our, I'm going to call it metaphysical or spiritual world, where 2015 is a year of awakening. When we talk about male and female energy, the god and the goddesses, we are going back to the old ways where we believe that you have to have balance in between male and female energy in order to have balance. There is no new God. You know, again, it's, it's like if I break it down to religion, some religions say that there's only a male God. There's very few female goddesses. If you go back into the pagan or the Wiccan, you have a male and female. 2015 is a balance year. It's also the uh, big awakening. More people are asking questions. What's happening in 2015, many people who are already energetically opened are um, evolving into a new, stronger vibration, moving upward. So there are many people are we are describing as the ascending and opening to a fifth dimension. Okay. Cal, same question. Um, I, uh, I, this is the first I've heard of that, uh, that rumor or that about the goddess. Um, but I, what Nancy said is a lot of what has been presented to me from the guardians about, two, uh, 2015 is a year of balance. But one thing that the guardians have been emphasizing quite a bit is about how people are breaking illusions. Like if there is a path or a partnership or a career that is no longer serving that person, it's also they're, they're seeing through it much more quicker and more intense than before. Okay. That that's the that's the big thing that I've heard from the Guardians for 2015. Okay. And it's funny that Cheryl gave me that question, but before she gave me that question, I had wrote this question and we'll start with you, Kellis. How do we cope with these rapid shifting times? How do we cope with the mm -hmm. stuff that's changing? Cuz I, I wrote that down before we got that, so I was just kind of curious. Um well, I think that way that we cope is to know that the world's getting better. Because I know that, in, like, there's a lot of people that say, well, no, the world's getting worse because all these bad things are happening. But the thing is, the truth is, a lot of these bad things have been happening before. It just wasn't discussed. But now okay. what's happening is the first part of healing is to talk about it, is to get to the truth of it and be honest. Okay, this isn't right. So that's, um, I think this is a time of inspiration and hope. But okay. the beginning of any healing is to talk about it. And that's what's happening. Nancy, same question to you. Uh, for me to answer your question about shifting and changing is one of the things that, you know, I believe for me to be true is that, um, you know, many people are learning and understanding that their vibration are shifting. And, you know, it's like and by encouraging and helping each other out and, you know, and becoming a support to one another, we are then, you know, awakening ourselves and we awaken more. And we are removing the fear of the unknown. We are eliminating this part that says, you know, this is bad. And so by accepting, we are raising vibration. The shifts are happening much more rapidly than they were before, but it's not a bad thing. Um, you know, our planet is changing, and you got to remember that we are connected to Mother Nature. We are connected vibrationally. You know, for those of us who are scientists and, you know, that we believe in science, the, the vibrational, you know, when we talk about spirits, we're talking about vibration moving. And the, the planet is changing. The, uh, the, um, the electric magnetic fields around us are changing, and that's what people are sensing. So the more you can connect to the vibration, the more you can become part of that vibration, the easier it is. 
we are basically connecting to the subconsciousness of the universe and being connected to the consciousness of all. Okay. So, uh, so I guess, and I'll stick with you real quick, but why do you think that so many people are, work so hard to resist change? Why do you think that is? Um, that is human nature. Again, you know, it's like human are so used to control the outcome and they, by, and by not acknowledging or refusing the change, they can control the outcome. Um, many people are afraid that by opening up, you're going to create chaos. Also, remember that there's many cultures that believe that if people are kept in the dark or ignorant, then that it's easier to control. Okay. And what do you think about that, Cal? I, I agree a lot with what Nancy said. But I also think, too, that it's easier to resist than to accept. Because if you resist it and create your own, um, like if you focus on what you want in that moment instead of what is true, it's easier to put yourself into that. Okay. Let me do the work. And, I'm going oh. to twist it to you for a second, Chuck. You sure. have opened up, right? You have yes. accepted your new role, correct? Yeah, and so, and it took you a while to accept the role that you now <laughs> are sharing with us, correct? Yes. So, correct. and, but now it's almost like you owe it to yourself and to the people around you to continue to learn. You know, the part of why you resisted was part of, because first was because of the preconditioning you received. And mm -hmm. then it was like not knowing what you were getting into. But your scientific and your curious side eventually took over and you were open. So now think of, you know, many people being like you and then be, you know, but still being afraid. You know, if you didn't have somebody like me or Cal or June or, you know, Karen pushing mm -hmm. you, you know, you would have gone, are you crazy? I'm not doing this. So <laughs> does that help you? Yes, it does. I knew my mentor was going to flip this on me too. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but, but I think, and it's funny because one of the questions I had was, do our beliefs sometimes get in the way of us seeing other things? you know, more or, you know, a difference in things. Does that make sense? I mean, I guess that's yeah. kind of what you're saying to me, you know. Correct. And, you know, you need to think when you look at it that way, look at children. You know, children are coming to this world without the conditioning of the universe, of, of people, not the universe. And mm -hmm. so they can see spirit. They can talk to spirit. You know, you talk to a two-year-old, they can tell you that they are talking to someone else. They can tell you that they see the aura, the energy field of someone else, you know, something else. And then, you know, the parents will say, uh, you know, don't, no, that's not right. There's something wrong. And then he gets shut down. And it's the same way. So. Okay. There's uh, actually, before I go further with what I am, Bree just put a question. So let's, let's tackle this one right away. I'll start with Cal on this. Uh, is there an actual hall of souls? Do we go back to it after we die or does it, or how does it operate? My, my thing from the guardians is that there is. Um, okay. And that uh, you can actually access that through your dreams. Like you don't actually have to transition before to get access to that. So okay. you can actually dream to see, okay, well, where's my progress? What do I need to improve? Where do I need to be aware of? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Nancy, do you do you agree or do you have a different uh, outlook? When uh, we pass, um, you know, there is a council of nine. You know, it, it, some people call it the judgment. There is a council. Um, that, you know, you go to and, you know, and if there's also a way for you, you know, for your soul 
to re-examine what you have done. Um, there are nine lessons that we need to learn in this lifetime, and we don't. And let me rephrase it: um, that we need to learn, and it takes many lifetimes to learn them all. Uh, if we, you know, we go back and review our life, and we have accomplished everything, then we move on to a different stage. Um, so, in, you know, um, I. In other words, yes, there is a console that you go to, um, and then, you know, you can reconsider coming back or moving on. Okay. Um, see, breathe. There's never a dumb question. That was a really good question, actually. Um, okay, so here's what I want to do. I want to uh, – because one of my questions was – in general to both of you, you know, was, is there a common theme between angels and guardians? Are angels and guardians the same? Are they, are they different? It's just, or is it just how you view them? Um, but we, we had talked at break and Nancy, you had brought up something about, um, Cal, I'm talking about dragons and fairies and all that kind of stuff. Can you kind of go over again what we were talking about at break? How but there's an uh, are you asking me? Yes, I'm um, asking you. There is a uh, thank you. Um, there is you know like uh, there's part of our you know con, you know background or conditioning um, or lifetimes that we've been in this you know come back into this world that you know um, may, may help us to uh, recognize the spirit as a guardian or as a guardian or, or as a angel. Uh, but there is a difference in between the guardian and the angels. Uh, many times we look at dragon and fairy as more earthy uh, versus the angels are a little bit more ether. Uh, but they come, you know, through your, um, I'm going to call it religion background. I don't like to differentiate through religions. But if you are a Catholic, many times a Catholic person or a Christian will have the tendency to call the guardian their um, their guardian angel. Uh, versus, if you were more into the uh, nature, you know, based um, religion, you will consider them as your dragon and your fairies and your guardians. There's a slight difference, but both uh, Kelly and I. Uh, share the uh, belief in the archangels and higher vibration, higher spirits. So the difference, you know, for many people is also their upbringing. Um, you know, I recognize both dragon theories, angels, archangels, and swan. Okay, and and Cal, I want I want to hear your uh, thoughts on this subject because I know we we do talk a lot about you know like dragons, fairies, that kind of stuff when I talk to you. So, what's your thought on this? Well, my my understanding was very similar to what Nancy said, but also to what the what the guardians are. I use the word guardians when the guardians come to me because it's sort of like a catch all for everybody. Because okay. how they present themselves is how that speaker is comfortable with receiving mm-hmm. them. Because there are like you can't have past life where a person a vessel can be a past life as a dragon, or mm-hmm. it can be a past life as an angel or a fairy. So okay. when they present themselves, it's not just as a guardian, as, um, you know, they're protecting and guiding us. And that's a big chunk of what they're doing. But it can also be a memory for that person. Because sometimes when they talk about, okay, well, you know, the fairies or the fairy are very strong with you, sometimes the guardians will translate that in order for that ser- that speaker or that student to remember past life in that form. So okay. uh that's one of the reasons, too, that they may break it down further because the guardians have transmitted for fairies, for example. It's not just earth fairies or forest fairies. They, they consider there's water fairies. They consider that there's star fairies. There's different types. 
and okay. they'll present it according to that to that person. And sometimes it's just a trigger. It's just something to get that client or get that student to remember something. Okay. Um, all right. So I guess a question that I I'm always interested in because you know I mean I know how things work now a little bit for myself, but, and we'll stick with Cal first and we'll move to Nancy is when you talk to a deceased person, I mean, literally what's that like to you? I mean, for your own personal experience, what's that like? Well, if it's okay, so I'll get two different examples of experiences because I'll do one okay. if I'm doing a reading and I'll do one if I run into one, someone on the street. Okay. So I'm doing a reading. Um, what I do is I create an energy field around me to give permission to spirit to come forward so they can give a message to their loved ones or to my students or to my, my seekers. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, their, their energy cords come in. They usually ask for permission on some level, and then they come step forward, and they'll give the message to that client. So okay. it's a very protected, it's a very strong, uh, safe way for them to speak. So now, the other question is if I run into a spirit um, outside of that energy. Now, I do different exercises and protection for me all the time so that I don't get bombarded with spirits. But mm-hmm. if I get someone who's trying to get a message to me that I'm not doing a reading with someone and they're hitting me, like if they're, I, I might say hitting me, I mean they keep kind of being at my energy. Um, and this happens more than not where I'm not doing a reading. They will wake me up a lot. And they mm-hmm. will say, okay, no, listen, you were talking to my, you know, my granddaughter or something like that. Can you message her and tell her this? Um, or if I'm walking along the stores and there's a spirit there, sometimes they'll come forward and just, and sometimes they don't have a message. Sometimes they're just saying hi. That, that happens mm-hmm. quite a bit too. Right. So it's, they, um, for spirits though, if it's not a client, they, they will be very persistent to the point until I have to get up and message that client or that person. Okay. And so uh, the same question to you, Nancy. For me, when I sit with a client, um, you know, and they, you know, they need to speak to their father or their mother or grandmother or whoever it is that, you know, they they, they need to hear from, um, you know, the spirits will come forward. And, um, you know, for me, I will be able to see them, hear them. Um, and so um, I... Um, I feel like I have to, you know, I uh, I try to repeat everything I feel, I hear, and I see. That's why, you know, I said to you many times, I wish that I could have a plug that will come out of my brain and plug into a TV screen so that the person that I'm reading to can experience everything I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, it's like I get the message. Um, so I hear it, I see it, I feel it, I'm there with them. Um, like, um, you know, done a reading uh, today for someone and, you know, the, the father was trying to let her know that, um, you know, he was proud of her, but, you know, where he was, so it was represented by, you know, clean sheets um, blowing in the wind and, you know, and she knew and then, you know, let me know that he was missing his wife and, you know, the children. So it's like for me, one of my challenges is to make sure that I am as quickly as possible repeating everything I have. So I have to try to translate back to the client the emotions, um, the words, um, the visual. So it's like, and sometimes it's like the smell, you know, like they will kind of come out like uh, today was a cake, um, you know, sometimes there's, there's cigar or there's smoke. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a very intense experience. Um, and the way I can explain it is like, 
I'm no longer in this plane. I'm on the mm-hmm. other plane with a mm-hmm. loved one, and I'm bringing the message back to the person that is here, and I'm trying to share every bit of the experience with that person that mm-hmm. is sitting mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I know, I know what you're saying about that because I remember, I think I was talking with you, right, when I was trying to tell you stuff that was coming through, and I was going so fast, you're like, you need to slow down. <laughs> Because I'm just like, it's all coming so fast, and I'm trying to spit it out as fast as it's coming. And then I just start, after a while, I'm like, I'm just gibberish, you know? It's just like a bunch of gibberish now, so. I call it the download. Um, You know, the best way maybe for people to understand is like, our brain or us, uh, we are receptors. We are like the, com- the computer that is receiving the information so quickly. You know, like when your computer is receiving 10, you know, megabytes of information in a second. We do mm-hmm. the same. And then the challenge is to make sure that you spill it out or you repeat it as fast as possible and as accurately as possible. The other rule that is very important is to never try to translate it or trying to understand it because mm-hmm. the information information that you are receiving is not for you. So it's just it's for the person that is, you know, sitting in front of you. And sometimes I will look at things and go, I don't I don't get it. You know, I don't understand it in my human mind. And then I will go ahead and give the message and the person will say, I know what that means. Or, you know, they will they you know they will they will give me the the confirmation of what it's been said. Um, so the one rule, very important rule, is never trying to understand the message. We are messengers. We are mm-hmm. not supposed to, you know, trying to dissect. You would just give what we are given. And the other rule for spirit is spirit will always give you what you need, not what you want. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. people come for, uh, to us for, you know, sessions, and they're expecting to hear certain things. And their spirit, you know, their loved one, they give them something completely different. And so for me, I've learned that one of the main rules is you're only given what you need. Um, and the other thing that I feel is very important for people to understand is that um, why do people come and seek the help of a psychic or a medium? And that is only to receive guidance, not to use it as, as a cheat sheet. And mm-hmm. also is like uh, by knowing what's coming, many times we can change the outcome. So, you know, I've seen many times where a loved one will deliver a message to a child or a spouse and will be able to um, help them, you know, um, rearrange their life or fix situation in their life so that they have a better life ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. Sometimes for me, it's like you know, since I'm the newbie of all the you three here or the you two today, um, is that I do exactly what you tell me I'm not supposed to do, which is I try to make sense of it. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying <laughs> to put it in context to what, even like if I know the people, I'm like, okay, well, how would this fit to them? And it's like then I just get more confused, and then I'm like, okay, wait, now are these my thoughts now, or did I just like overrun their thoughts and put my thoughts in? Now it's all mixed together. Now I'm totally confused. So. Um, I know what that's like. So, uh, so since we're getting this information and things like that, and I'll go with Cal first. How do you shield yourself? How do you how do you protect yourself? Can you turn it on and off? Is there a way to at least bring it down to a level where sometimes you you don't you know? Like, are there times where you just don't want to do that? You just want to relax and not have all this clutter going on. That's a good question. Um, okay, so the first part: how to shield yourself. Um, what I use different techniques. One is I do a lot of visualization of certain colors or lights surrounding me, depending on where I'm going. Like I'll use a different shield 
uh, if I'm going into a hospital because I find that hospital hospital energy is very, very loud, or if I'm going to a garden, then I can change the energy. Um, I also work a lot with crystals, and I find hematite is a really good shield. I try to keep hematite on me. I, have, I can get hematite rings that are magnetized, and I find that's a really good way to, to shield yourself. Um, the next type of question, if I can turn it on or off, um, for, for me, no, it, it always is. But I can raise my shield so that I don't have to deal with certain energy. Um, and a technique to do that, honestly, is just you just think it. Because the thing is with the listeners and my students is our thoughts are energy. The universe is constantly listening to our, our thoughts. So if mm-hmm. you think, okay, no, this energy is way off. I'm getting a migraine or things are getting too loud. I can take a deep breath and put up some shields that will break some of the energy. Um, okay. Often what I may have to do is go rest afterwards just to recharge, but you can just think and put the shield up and that will block. Okay. And Nancy, the same question to you. Um, to, I agree with Kel. We are open 24-7. Um, you know, how do you tell spirit that, you know, I need to go to sleep now and, you know, this is my time to go to sleep. You know, wake me up later and give me the message later. It's just <laughs> as simple as that. Um, you know, it, there was a period of time where I will go, you know, it went like I suggested to you, you know, when you first get started, you know, you let spirits say, you know, you let spirits know that I'm available from, you know, let's say nine to five. After that mm-hmm. is my family time, so shut it off. But technically, you are still receiving information. You're just tuning it out. You know, it's like when your children are nagging at you and you learn to, they're there. You know that they're doing what they're doing, but you're not paying as much attention to it, so you're still mm-hmm. there. Um, shielding, protecting, it's something that um, any spiritualist knows how to do. It's just, it's just a way to, um, you know, um, protect yourself, put an energy field. Um, that's usually for me, that is what I do, is just put an energy field of protection around me where, you know, I don't allow um, certain vibration to get near. Um, and, you know, and that helps me to stay, and if I have worked too much or if I have been in a place that is not so healthy or so positive, then, you know, I will go for a meditation or a smudging. There's different techniques um, to learn to release and let go of vibration that are not of the purest. Okay. Yeah, well, it, it seems like that must be what happens with me because um, sometimes, like, I'm, when I'm at work, I don't notice it is much, you know what I mean. Unless I am like relaxed and it's it's, quite, it's like a quiet time at work, you know. There's not a lot of hustle and bustle, and then I might go, oh, I'm picking up something on this person here, or whatever, or you know, I'm just getting this feeling. Uh, where then sometimes I'm like I'm at work, and then I go home, going, I didn't really notice anything. But then when I come home and I'm more in relaxed uh, home atmosphere, I start to pick up maybe a little more, see some shadows, or so I think. I think that's what's happening. I would assume this what's happening with me is it's it's just kind of like my brain's tuning it out because I'm focusing on uh, other things that are happening. So I, I, I would assume right. that's what it is. Well, then, what is happening with you, you know, from is that you know um, you basically have the spirit know that when I'm relaxed, you can come in. I will pay attention to you. When I'm working, don't you know, don't bother me as much. Um, and then it feels like like you have explained a few times, you know, you'll be next to a coworker, and all of a sudden you'll feel the urge of giving a message. That's what Cal was saying. You know, there's going to be times where you may go, are you crazy? I've had this conversation with spirits where you go, really? Do you really want me to go give them a message now? 
and mm-hmm. Sears will go, yeah, now they need it now. And you go, okay, let me, you know. Um, so there's going to be times where you're asked to, you know, return a favor. You're going to remember that one of the things that works for um, spiritualists, you know, for people like us, is that spirits trusts us and as we trust them. So, you know, you build a relationship with spirit and it's based on honesty and trust and belief. And so, uh, you know, they they help us helping others. And from time to time, they ask us to help. So it's kind of a mutual, you know, it's it's a mutual trade. Okay. Now there's a question from Bob. Uh, I'll, I'll throw this one at your way first, Cal. Um, do the guardians or guides help you when you use Reiki? Reiki, sorry, Reiki. That's Reiki. a really good question. Bob, that's a good question. Um, Bob, yeah. good questions. There you go. Yeah, really good question. Um, yes, uh, I'm a Reiki practitioner, and I do find, like, when I got my um, Reiki Level 1, I found, a, actually, it was the opposite. I found Reiki Level 1 helped me connect better with the Guardians because I felt that the the energy and the, the connection between the Guardians and I became very, very strong. Um, I also felt, too, with um, uh, Reiki, it's a great way to quickly recharge and focus on, you know, strengthening your own psychic abilities by working with the guardian. So an example of that is you can work with, there's a technique that you can do an energy ball, and mm-hmm. as you do it, you can ask the guardians to help you see the energy more just by focusing on it and see what you pick up. Okay. Do you agree, do you agree with that, Nancy, or do you have something extra you'd like to add to that? Uh, being a master teacher, I can agree, but also remember that, um, Reiki is uh, connecting to the uh, to source, to the universe, and allowing the universe to work through you uh, to deliver the energy. And so we become a conduit. Um, so to answer the question, yes. Um, but it's not necessarily just your guardian or your guide. Um, it comes from a much higher source. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my next question would be is, and I'll start with you, Nancy, I got you going here. Why do you think you have your gift? Why do you think um, you have I asked that many times. And, you know, many times I said, why me? Um, and the answer I received from Spirit was, why not you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know for me, um, one of the things that has been very important and has been shown over and over is that I am here to help people to become more aware of what they have and help them to put them on the pathway to discover their own gifts and their own abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to, you know, do I know exactly why? I just know that I was chosen and part of um, also, remember, we go into our Akashic record, our soul contract. We wrote um, in a book, you know, what we were com- coming back for. And so, apparently, I chose to come back in this world to help. Okay. And what do you think, Cal? Um, my, the way my understanding with it is the, the psychic abilities or the responsibility of it, it's something that always has been. So I don't, um, it's just part of more of who I am rather than a gift. I, I don't know how to explain that. Like it's, uh, it's, sometimes I feel like it's sort of a duty. Like I have a responsibility to pass along certain messages to them. And I don't think, I, I've, I've never gotten a clear answer from the guardians or through my, my spiritual work why. 
It's mm-hmm. just meant to be. It just it always was. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that I think it for me, for me personally, I think it's more of who I am and what I love to do. And okay. I think that, that's how I kind of go about it. Okay. Well, don't, but, but don't, wouldn't you, wouldn't you feel that that's a gift? I mean, you're giving of yourself to other people to help them, right? I mean, uh, I just think it's more of like, I, I don't feel it's a gift in the sense that. I, because I, I don't feel like it's a gift because I see the guardians interact with everybody. Everyone, we're not disconnected from the guardians, mm-hmm. and I just think more we're in a part, we're in a place where everyone is starting to remember rather than a gift. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, what you're saying is, kind of everybody has this uh, some uh, innate ability to be psychic or to be intuitive or sensitive. So. Um, and, and and we're coming into that uh, era where uh, more people are, are are bringing it forward. But I'm just saying, you know, like because for me, I look at it as though um, that's true, and I, and I see what you're coming from. But at the same time, I look at it as though, but there are people who can do so much more with it, maybe because they are they've been doing it a long time and they know they've honed their they're honed their abilities and they understand it and can you know uh, you know you know, bring it out to, to, to people, um, more than others. So that's why I kind of feel like, you know what I mean? It's like, I, that, I'm going to come sense? in between the two of you for a second. You know, yes, many times when people, you know, we call it the gift and people are trying to figure out what is their gift. Gift mm-hmm. is the one thing that comes to you the easiest. Uh, Kel, like me, was born this way. So for us, it's nothing different. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, for uh, other people see it as a gift, but for us, it, it is what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't look at ourselves as someone who is special or is different. And mm-hmm. we see other people, you know, like you, um, like Cheryl, like Karen, who have the same, similar gifts. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of their gifts are dormant and they're just merging. So it's, you know, and Kel has a big innocence. She's like, she has a, a big heart. So, for mm-hmm. you know, again, it's like for her, it's natural. It's not like we don't call ourselves special or, mm-hmm. you know, many people call us gifted. We don't look mm-hmm. at it that way. Okay. Well, I have, to, I, I, I have to say, um, I disagree. I think you're both special. So there you go. Oh, thank you. Uh, so are you. Yeah, yeah we're, thank we're, you. That's right. And we're gangster, aren't we, Kel? A gangster. Exactly. Right. Um, so, um, so what? So, why do you believe? Or, or why? Hello. So, what do you believe is the purpose for all of our, all of us as human beings? Is there a? Are we all? Do we all have separate purposes, or do we really all have one purpose and one goal? When a lot of us just ain't paying attention, or we're just too into our egos and the greed and whatever else that that our wonderful world uh, throws at us. Uh, we'll go with uh, Nancy first. Go ahead, Nancy. Oh, this is my big... Um, for me, <laughs> is um, I believe that the day where we all accept who we truly are with all our, you know, abilities, if you want to call it that, and we start to work with one another, um, it's, it's connecting to the super consciousness and it's being able to... Uh, work together. It's like you've got to remember that humanity, you, you can compare it to a rainfall. You know, we all are the little drops of rain. And when we all come together, then we, we become a rainfall. And then we become the ocean. 
Um, and that is what really connecting to one another and helping one another um, to discovering who we are and why we are here. Um, you know, you may be, you know, like in your case, you may be, um, you know, you're writing or, you know, you're speaking, you know, public speaking, um, you know, for Cheryl to be a networker, for uh, me to be a pet, you know, open, a pet opener, and for Cal is to, um, you know, continue to, you know, trust others to entrust themselves. So we all, but it's again, it's like you need to look at the bigger picture. If we all connect it like the chain links, then it is for the better environment of everyone, of the universe itself. Okay. And and Cal, would you say she said that well? Is there anything you'd like to add to that? I totally agree with what Nancy said, um, but I'll share quickly what the Guardians have presented to me because I've asked the Guardians that question before. Sure. And what they told me was the ultimate purpose or the ultimate um, goal or however you want to call it for humanity is love. And that includes lessons of how to love. And also, like when uh, this is the guardian, this is my understanding through a meditation, was that when something negative happens or perceived or we appears to be negative, that soul or that situation is learning how not to be. And that's still wisdom. The guardians consider that still wisdom to the ultimate goal of love. Because by experiencing what love is not, you won't repeat that. Okay. And that, that was their um, explanation of the goal for humanity. Okay. I agree. Um, I, I like that answer. I, so so let's, let's, let's go to something a little simpler. Uh, I have a couple questions left. But um, so what kind of, you know, as, as, as psychics, everybody uses some kind of tools, what I like, you know, dowsing rods, cards, whatever. What, what, First, let's go with Cal first this time. What do you use that you like, or what do you feel you use that helps you the most as far as all these things that are out there, or all of them? I like tarot. I use a lot of tarot. Okay. Um, it took me two years to get my head around it, but tarot is a, a really, for me, it was a really good place to start. And the second tool that I use a lot actually is astrology because I pay attention a lot to the moon signs. Mm-hmm. To help I know that. That's a big one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I text, I, I text, I text all the time, like, this is the cancer, there's a big answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm still trying to wrap my head around all that stuff. What, what about you, Nance? What do you, uh, is there anything particular that you feel works the best for you or, or no? Um, it's energy work connecting to, you know, to, to the vibrations. Um, you know, I'd like to go to the science part of me first. Um, but you know, like I, I've used tarot to help set crystals. Here's one of my biggest, um, and then, you know, meditation, um, and, you know, staying connected and allowing it's learning to allow, you know, myself to be open to whatever the universe has, um, in store for me and to remove the barriers. Um, you know, tarot has used, you know, has, has helped a lot in a sense because, um, through the shuffling of the deck itself, you know, you just, it's a form of meditation. You know, you, it's a repetitive, uh, work and as repetitive work goes, then you can continue to open up. Um, I, I've used trans, which is one of the things I like to do. Um, and I try to be careful with that as well, but, um, you know, and that's one of my tools. 
Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, as the newbie of the group, um, I love my Oracle cards and I like my Pendulum. Um, I'm, I'm sure they're probably like, you guys are like, oh, it's, he's such a newbie. You know what I mean? But, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I can't, you know, like, I, I, I can't wrap my head around tarot cards. I try. I really try. But I'm like, I, I just, I'm not getting this. I'm going to help you with the tarot a little easier, okay? You <laughs> love the Oracle cards because yes. you, the Oracle have the little messages. Yes. The way I teach the tarot, and I know many people are going to yell at me for this, is you need to treat the tarot card as is if it was um, a storybook. You know, when your children were little, you know, when they were two, three, and they couldn't read, and you yeah, gave them a that. book, and they made up their own story. Well, mm -hmm. if you started to look at the tarot deck in the same way, and you focused on the designs and, you know, and what is in front of you, and then again, remember that you're going to receive a message that could be from your guide, it could be from a loved one, you know, it could be from a higher source. You're going to look at the card, and you're going to just look and go, I know what that is. So don't be so worried about what does the high priestess mean or what does the world card mean or the star card or the four card. It, you know, they're there as a guide, but your intuition is what's going to really read that card for you. Again, those are tools that are just there to help you along, but they eventually they become a crutch. It's something that you do not need. It's just there just to, you know, help you along the way. If you notice many times when you go to a tarot reader, they will be shuffling their deck over and over. Like, I don't give my deck to my clients. I hold it. And while I'm doing that, you know, just the energy, the vibration, the connection comes through. And so, and that's what I do. So I treat it as like a, you know, a coloring book, you know, think of, you know, color by number. And this is mm -hmm. read by card. Oh, don't pay, don't, don't yeah. focus too much on, you know, what the meaning of the card is. Otherwise, you're going to get lost. Well, that'd be good. Yeah, for me, I need the color by numbers. That's, that's and you'll be doing nice. fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be able yes. to write a storybook pretty soon. Okay. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I need. So, um, and then I, I, I'm, I'm assuming this happens with everybody, but like I had this message that I gave to someone the other day and really quick, uh, cause we're almost out of time, but I, I had this message and I, I gave them this message and they're like, I, I don't know what that means. I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm just telling you that this is what they said. Well, I don't know. And they, they, they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, well, but that's what I got. So I don't know what to tell you. Maybe it'll come to you in a year or whatever, but I'm telling you they're, it's like really loud. So I, I'm feeling that there's got to be something important about it. So I mean, as far as, as you, Cal, has that happened to you as well or? That happens actually more than not. I uh, oh, was students of psychers where like you'll present, the guardians will translate something to you, you present it to the, the student or to the client. And, and I always tell the, the client that, you know, there are times where you'll walk away from a reading and I'll be like, and I know like society, like I don't know what it's a cop out. It's not, it's, it's not time to know. The guardians are giving you the information now so that right. when the timeline's up, it will make perfect sense. So right. what I do is exactly what Nancy said, like you, you have to trust it. There's a reason that we're being presented with this and then trust it. But the hard part, and this is where you're learning, Chuck, too, because I still struggle with this sometimes, is I take it almost personal where it's like, oh, crap, I didn't translate that right or what did I do wrong? But the guardians, it's trusting the guardians or the guys that come to you. It, there's a reason that they're presenting this, even though it makes absolute no sense at this moment. 
Okay. Would you, would you say the same, uh, Nance? I agree. There's times that, you know, that uh, people that you give the message and they look at you like you come from another planet and, you know, and you go, well, I don't know what it means, but I know this is what I'm supposed to give you, you know, and then you let go. And then, you know, I get calls, uh, you know, a month later, a year later, six months later, and it will be, do you remember when you said, and you go, no, I don't remember, but I'm glad you do, because one of the most amazing things that, you know, Spirit has done, at least for me, is when I'm done with the reading, because the reading doesn't belong to me, it's done. I forget what it was discussed into the session. So many of my clients will record their session, they'll write their self-note, and then, you know, like I said, later they will call and go, do you remember when you told me that? And like, no, but I'm glad you do. And then they tell me, well, <laughs> you know, it did come to pass, and this is what it was, and, you know, and so they will get their confirmation. And I actually do like when my client, you know, lets me know, because I feel like, okay, I wasn't, cre- you know, I, I, I read correctly. I mm-hmm. understood correctly. I repeated correctly. Because we, as the readers or the, you know, the, the, the person that delivers the message, would like mm-hmm. to know what does it mean to. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it looks almost like, a, um, you know, a mystery novel. And there's these pieces, these blank pieces. And you would like to know what those are. And, uh, you know, so when the client calls back or lets you know what it was, it, it feels very good. Okay. And then the last question before I have to let you both go, and it's, this has actually been really, really, really interesting. Um, uh, and I'm glad you both came on because, you know, everything is, it, even though at first I thought, well, maybe there's, there's these big differences. There really isn't. It's really a, a lot of the same. Maybe the way you view it a little bit, but other than that, it's all the same. But, um, the most important question I have is, do you think psychics are cool? We have that very cool truck. We are a very unique group. Uh, sometimes, you know, we can we are considered weird, but you know, and um, you know, people used to go, "You're not normal," and my thing is like, "What's normal? Normal must be boring." So, yeah, so I, I yeah. like who we are. Okay, all right. I figured you guys both. Do you, do you agree, Cal? That we're cool. We're all right. I'm going to say yes. We're gangster. Right? We're gangster. That's what we are. We are. Right. Okay, so, yeah, so really quick um, for each of you, and then i got to let you go. Um, yeah. Nancy, if anybody wants to find anything more about you, where can they go? Um, I have my website, which is nancylaporta.com, or Facebook, Mystical Nancy, um, Air Spiritual Advisor. And if you're in the Virginia area next weekend, you can go to the Edgar Casey, and I will be there at the Psychic Fair. All right, awesome. And Cal, for you? For me, I'm in uh, Nova Scotia, Canada. So I do my readings by phone, and the best way to get a hold of me is on Facebook, just under Kalina Psychic Readings. And just also, too, we have a, a radio show called Eye of the East Coast that we talk about this stuff. If any listeners want to talk about it, Awesome. Well, I want to say thank you to both of you coming on. You know I love you both a lot. So thank um, you. you're an you're important part of my life. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time to come on. Okay? Thank you, Chuck. All right, thank thanks. You, Chuck. All right. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you have it. The la- the ladies in my life. Besides my wife, of course. I don't want my wife hearing that and she'll come in and start kicking my butt. But, you know, um, they're, they're, they are very important. So Cheryl. Did you find the show to be 
inspiring and interesting and all those things that we try to make the show. Very much so. Very, very inspiring and lightning. I loved it. Um, so glad we got rid of that crazy noise at the beginning so I could hear <laughs> Nancy yeah. and Kalina mm -hmm. because they have such awesome things to talk about that you got to hear what they're saying. So yeah. And, and, and now you see where I get all this stu yeah. this this stuff from, you know what I mean? So, um, and and I know that Rick that Rick said that he has June on next week, right? Yes, June Lundgren. She, she's cool. She's I love that lady. She's cool. She's yeah. the one that helped me for like, it made me write this journal, which is going to be part of my next you know column that I have to get out. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, she made me go you know take it step by step. I wasn't allowed to jump into it. Um, she forced my guys and everybody to just to chill down. This guy's gonna go a little bit at a time. Um, yeah. When I first when I first thought about it, too, I'm like, no, this is this is nothing's gonna happen. This is just a bunch of blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Even though I wanted it to be true, and I do believe in my friends and their abilities, I just meant as me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then when I said I, you know, when I did the first night, and I actually heard in my head. Oh my God! I'm there. You're here, you know. And I saw sanctuary. I yeah. visually saw, which of course is now uh, in a, in a few paintings from people who have have done it, including uh, Jessica P's uh, mom is sending me one in the mail. I'm so excited! It's going to my office. But and then Nancy Lawrence made one, and then uh, all these other wonderful people jumped in to to do it for me. But yeah, there's wow. something to it, you know. And yeah. then I just went through the whole thing, and now I am where I am. So it's. It's definitely, you know, and especially for me as being a paranormal investigator and always like looking at it only one way, mm -hmm. like the one sided way. That's why I meant, that's why I started talking about the scientific versus the thing. Cause I was kind of like that person, you know, I was kind of, I guess, relating it to me. I was like, oh, this is just the way it is. Not that I didn't believe, just like I never had, the, I never had the taste of it or the feel of it. Mm -hmm. So how could I know? You know what I mean? Right. So I'm just going to stick with what I know. Right. And then, when I said, all right, you know what? Uh, if Nancy tells me one more time that I'm psychic and I have to go with it, I'm just going to freak out. So she just, she did not let it go. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, fine. And then I, uh, she helped me along. And then I said, you know, and it wasn't that I went, didn't want Nancy to open me up. I just said, you know what? I want to step off and get someone totally that, that doesn't know me to do this, you know, because here's my logical paranormal investigator brain right. let's see if it works this way with a different person because that's how i do things i experiment i you know it's, it's that's me so then i was like holy cow you know and then and talking with cal uh you know the things that i talk with her about and even karen too like when karen will go oh stop that just just trust in it you know what i mean and uh the things that they tell me it's just it's fascinating i just find it totally fascinating it's pretty amazing isn't it I know it's very amazing. So, do we have who's our guest for next week? By the way, since uh, uh, I don't know. Yes, uh, next week we have uh, Bruce Orr, paranormal investigator, retired criminal investigator, uh, also the founder of Lost Legend and author of the book Ghosts of the USS Yorktown. Oh yeah, Whew. ghost ship. That's ghost right. ships. I I have this like, I have this fixation with ghost ships. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I think they're cool, you know, like when they... I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie The Fog with John Carpenter. Mm -hmm. When the fog rolls in uh, and the ship rolls in yeah. and then it gets really darn creepy and, and slightly gory. Yeah. Um, but it's really creepy, you know what I mean? And just like you read all these different maritime uh, stories, you know, I, and Cal, they even sent me a book and there's just... 
there's all these cool these cool things uh i don't i don't i don't know what is about a ships and ghosts i don't know it's it's there's something about it i agree um also if you read our february issue of the magazine uh bruce wrote about um i think it was an 18 month experiment he did on the ship um uss yorktown uh dealing with paranormal phenomena and the lunar cycles and how the activity increased or decreased or did or didn't happen during certain lunar cycles see this is why you need to read paranormal underground magazine because it is so diverse so interesting there's so many different subjects it gets bigger and better every year so if you if you don't read it go out and read it right now and this is i'm telling you you have to or if (laughs) uh, also spread it to you people that you know you know i mean i'm sure most of our listeners most of our (laughs) listeners um they uh they already read it but you know Tell your your family. Tell your friends. Um, I've been telling some of my friends, and they've been checking into it, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's so cool!" I was like, "Yes, it is very cool." So, and it's it's not expensive, and it's it's great reading material. That's all I have to say about it. So, I hope that I uh, I hope I did a good show without Karen. I just felt like you did. I felt I felt like you know, like there was just a part of me missing this evening. Well, I'm sure there was a part of you missing, but you did a fantastic job things you know i'm like oh my god i gotta handle the big show now it's not like just a little show like mine was now it's the bigger show i'm like i can do it i can do it and then i get on and then all this noise is happening and i'm like i can't hear like i'm like what is she saying so but you know what we we knocked them out one at a time we brought them back in we kept on rolling and it worked out beautiful that's right i hope all the listeners think so too yes Oh, look at that. Bree said, beautiful magazine. So all you listeners can hear me right now. Was the show okay? If so, please text and chat immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Hurry up. Come on. Oh, and Bob said, well, off to my three hours of sleep before I'm off to the hospital. Oh, Oh, Bob, we'll be thinking about you. Good luck, Bob. I'm going to be with you there, buddy. I'm going to be thinking about you. I'm going to to try to send my energy to you, man. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. So, um, yeah, I mean... I had fun. I I knew that bringing those two on was going to be good news. Seriously, I mean it's 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 almost you know too good (laughs) to process all at once. Well, well, that's why when when we start we get the noise at first. I'm like, no, 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 no. We have to have we have to have both. You know what I mean? Oh, look at that. Yes, yes. Thank you. (laughs) Um, uh, we had to have both because uh, they're just both Mm -hmm. really cool people. Yeah. Just to begin with, and then you know, and, and I know I always called gifts, and then they corrected me, and you know, my mentor corrected me, and, and everybody corrected me. But you know, I mean, so I kind of feel, you know, if you're if you're giving something good to somebody, right? I mean, I, I just look at it as a gift. It's just yeah. like you know, if you give someone a Christmas, you go here, I love you, here you yeah. go. You know yeah. what I mean? Then it's a gift, right? So, you know, plus I I. I it's just a good feeling when you can help somebody like that. You know what I mean? I mean, I've just started to do it a little bit and I was like, you know, and it doesn't, it's not, it's funny too. Cause it's not always like, it's all perfect. You know? Okay. We just did it and they're all perfect now and their life's going to go on because I'm, I'm dealing with someone right now that's still kind of, um, doing the same, you know, like doing the, it's still, we're still going through the process, I guess I like to say. Uh, but, uh, but they're still like like every time they'll tell me some stuff and I go oh my god this is happening like I'm trying to help them you know and then they'll go but thank you thank you for you know being there and whatever so it's working it's just uh, it's a work of progress I guess it's like any problem right you can't just go okay I'm solving it 
Yep. You know, because but we're guys, right, Chad? Right? We're, we're guys, <laughs> and guys try to fix everything. And, and and ladies don't always like that. My wife always tells me that. So you should. You should I don't want you to fix anything. I just want you to listen to me. Isn't that true? That's true. Yeah, come on. <laughs> just she listen sometimes. Can, sometimes? I, you can't see her, but I can see you. And you're like, oh, <laughs> yes, it's true, though. Yes. I mean, we're guys. We try to protect our, our loved ones. We try to, you know, fix mm-hmm. things and, and do the right thing, you know. So, And then sometimes that's not what, you know, the ladies want. They just want us to be there and listen and love them and just, you know, whatever. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. And by the way, if uh, you've never heard of my other show, really quick before we end this, um, Boombox America is a really good show. Cheryl's heard it once already. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> I've heard. I get a little twice, really wacky on actually. that show. Yeah. yeah, I lose it on that show, but it's fun <laughs> because I lose it in a fun way. And we have a lot of good music, which mm-hmm. you know plays here too. Um, and uh, I have a, a really cool new uh, theme song that this band did for me, and I just love it. But, yes, uh, it's on Wednesdays on EGH Radio. Uh, and uh, right now I think it's still 4.30 p.m. our time, 10.30 uh, p.m. U.K. time. But that changes, I think, on the 29th. They're, they finally get their time changed. So then I think it's an hour forward, I believe. So, but you can check it out by just going to eghradio.com and you'll see how cool I look with my crazy looking poster. And it's fun. It's cool. But I like this too because this is very live and like it's like it's now, you know what I mean? It's different than just babbling and and having a recording. This is much more uh, my thing. So, yeah, I'll keep doing I'll keep doing it for a little while longer. And Karen's back next week, right? I mean, right? As far as I know, she's back next week. Karen is. You can hear me out there. You better be back. So, well, I guess I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say? Before? I mean, it's, I know we're a couple minutes ahead of schedule, but you know. Um, I just want to thank um, Nancy and Kalina. Um, they were awesome. Thank you for sharing their vast knowledge, and um, I hope they come back again. I want to thank our listeners, as usual, for listening in. Thanks to our chat room crew who always comes and makes it a lively evening. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you, yes. thank you. And, it, and sometimes it's it's hard too when you're like doing the show and I'm watching chat and I'm seeing like you know chat hit her face with a pillow and I'm like, what the heck is? See, so I start reading this. I get I'm distracted like, too. Yeah. You're, do- <laughs> you're doing the show, dude. <laughs> it's I know so yeah, much fun in saying. there though. It's like hard not to get you know want to participate. <laughs> Yes, but I, I agree. I, I love all the, the, the people that are in chat room. There's there's not a ton of them, but we're like a family, man. Yeah. We're like the Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark family. That's right. And I think that's wonderful. And, and Common Sense Paranormal, too. Rick's show, too. Yep. And hope you find next week he'll have his guest, yep. and I'll be good, and you won't have to hear me babbling for an extra, I don't know what it was, 15 minutes or something like that. Oh, I had fun. I know. <laughs> when I when I lose th- when I lose like the paranormal end of it, I just go to animals. Yeah, to <laughs> just talk about animals. It's all good. And Rick's like, "What? What are we talking about?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm just filling time, man. Go with it." <laughs> but it's fun, you know. I have fun, so I, I appreciate everybody coming on the show tonight. So I guess for now. <laughs> I have to do the sign-off, too, don't I? This yes. is really weird. You do. Okay. Well, you have been listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on the Hazy Radio Network. I am with your host, Chucky e. G. Tonight with my fill-in host, Miss Cheryl Knight. We thank you for coming. I hope you enjoyed the show. I love y'all, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to be again, Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. 
email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something 